Hey y'all, welcome to Sloop. I am Frank. Uh, today we're going over House of Dragons episode 7, 8, and 9. But more importantly, I am joined by Thomas of Joystick Show. How you doing, man? Hey, what up, man? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining me. Uh, we have a three-parter because I was going on vacation and having fun. But uh, boy, when I came back, I was binging like crazy, catching up on House of Dragons. House of the Dragon. I never say that right. Uh, what do you think of these three episodes? We got some like big stuff happening. Oh my gosh, what a ride! I yeah. mean, it has been quite a roller coaster. I can't imagine what it was like binging three episodes back to back because that had to be really crazy. Oh, it was beautiful, and it was like <laughs> I can't wait for the final episode next week because I'm just gonna do it right again. I'm just gonna be watching them all over again. I know I am. Can't wait. Nice. nice. Let's shoot the story super fast. We're going broad, broad strokes. And then you and I, were going to be talking about some focal points as we do. Let's go ahead. We're going to go over the three episodes again real fast. First off, we start with Liana's uh, funeral. Yeah, it was all terrible. Lena's. Lena's funeral. Thank you very much. Lena's. I yeah. knew I was going to mess that up. I had it written down and everything. <laughs> I knew I was going to mess that it's up. It's too easy not to. All the names are the, kind of the same. Yeah. So I mean, how many Aegons <laughs> do we need in the world? We're good. Yeah, I know. Seriously. There's a ton, there's ton of attention or ton of tension at this funeral. Obviously it's like weddings in Westeros. They don't go well. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see that like these kids are starting to pick fights with each other. It's starting to trickle down onto them. Uh, all this tension that we got going on. Helena's showing more of her dragon dreams. That's important to remember. She has that ability. Aegon's yeah. just being a shithead and he's getting drunk all the time. Uh, mm. Just a couple more out of the story. We got Aemon rides Vagon, but gives up an eye to do so with a fight with the other kids. And then we mm -hmm. see that Rhaenyra and Damien hook up while Laenor takes to the sea. All right, we got two more episodes. Let's go through these real quick. We got uh, in episode eight, the sea snake is sick from fighting uh, on the islands once more. His brother is getting a little too cocky and thinks he's going to take charge. So he goes to uh, King's Landing to try to say something about it. Damien is not on board and removes his head. I will stop real quick just to say, did you see the clip? Where actually Damon looks over at Rhaenyra first, and then she gives him the nod to go ahead and just start doing some crimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So dope. So, I love this show. I know. <laughs> yeah, just those little like the little nods. It's almost like, you know, it's like the reactions that you would get from the office, except for like way more serious and way more intense. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like when you're with your girlfriend or wife, or whatever, at a, at a birthday party, and you're giving the whole like you're gonna go home like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say it all with just a look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, later on, they have this uh, awkward family dinner. The series is uh, not doing so well. Uh, later, he's in bed and he's basically on his last breath and he's confused and tells Alicent about the song of ice and fire. Then the series dies. That mistake right there will basically cause a war. Um, oh, yeah. It, it would just spark the war, anyways. <laughs> Last one. We have the Green Council goes to work after Aegon and then try to make Aegon king. Alicent and the others are surprised that the council was already planning on this. Um, mm -hmm. They search for Aegon. It looks like it's Otto versus Alicent, really. Otto hiring Eric and Eric. <laughs> it should be like a Nickelodeon TV show. And Alicent <laughs> is using Aemon and Kristen Cole, who's a douche. Uh, <laughs> We find Seriously. out about these kid fighting pits, which were like super messed up. Uh, uh, Rainey's has a new question uh, from Allison, whether or not she should side with Allison or um, go with her. Was it niece at this point? Right, niece. Yeah. And then we see during Aegon's crowning, she chooses her side. She rides up with that dragon beast mode and does not blow any fire. No Dracarys, but does make mm -hmm. a statement and flies out. End of stories. 
What's your favorite part? Oh my gosh. I, well, the last episode is so fresh to me. So, yeah. you know, and why when I saw Aegon, you know, he gets his crown, he gets Blackstone, I think is the sword. And it's all like crazy, this grand entrance. And yeah, I, I forget what's uh, Helena, I think is the daughter who can has the foresight gift. Yeah. She, uh, I mean, she called it, you know, a beast from down under and yeah. I forgot about that. And then end of episode nine happens, boom, the dragon breaks out. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. So since that's the freshest, that one was pretty wild. It was a pretty that was moment. such a tense moment because the building tension before that, where he has like the swords of people, he's walking, Aegon's walking in and those swords are collapsing behind him. Looked dope. I got to say. Oh Yeah. But also, like, it was like creating this tension. It reminded me so much of like the Emperor walking in, but this one's a shittier version of the Emperor from Star Wars. And so yeah. it's like, Ugh! and then, yeah, <laughs> something was going to blow up and it was the flooring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Go figure, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah no, I, I agree with you. Just that, just the whole tension of that episode was really crazy because it, now it's not Allison versus, it's not the Greens versus Blacks in this episode. It's, it's um, Allison versus her dad versus Otto. And, yeah. you know, who can get Aegon first? And that whole thing was like really crazy, just tense and, and seeing who was aligning with who and, and against Allison's wishes or I guess behind her back in a lot of these situations. So when you finally get to see Aegon there and you're like, OK, well, he finally did it. It's going to be, you know, it's, you know, he's got it. He's going to yeah. be the king and nobody can solve him. Boom. She pops up with that dragon from underneath. And it's like, oh, it's just popping off. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Why do you think she didn't go right away? Do you think she kind of wanted to see what they would do? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been thinking about it. There's probably two things. One, she was, I think she thought in that moment, like I could kill her right now and stop yeah. everything. I could kill the kid and stop it right now. But I'm a mother and I don't want to do this. Or two, you know, before I do anything and start a war, I should go to who it's against, Rhaenyra, I should go to Dragonstone and let her know and let her know what's going to happen. Because if I kill them and don't make it out of here, then she doesn't know the truth of what Allison was trying to do behind her back. I wonder if, if Rhaenyra's is more a mother than she is a um, forgotten queen. Cause I feel like sometimes her motivations are all about her not being queen. And right. so I was kind of thinking when I saw that scene, like what is this where she's trying to figure out a way to become queen again, or possibly a queen, you know? I think that might be something that's kind of going on in her head too. But you make a good point because Allison got in front of Aegon, which I was like, "Come on, you're you're standing. You should stand behind him." Um, right, right, and right. and I think that you're right. That probably stopped her quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it it could just go that way. But I think you even bring up a good point where it's like, was it her being a mother, or was it her need or? Yeah, desire to be queen when she was overlooked. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but but it was so many things conveyed with just that one look, with that one scene where you're like, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just a perfect moment. I, I kind of yeah. me on the side in, internally was kind of rooting for her just to like Dracarys all of them. Oh, but, I know, right? <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I mean, I have to assume that there's going to be a great reason for it, and it leaves us with a perfectly tense moment at the end of episode nine to lead into episode ten. I cannot wait for episode 10. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh. And, and it's actually Allison's last episode. So we we saw basically the, the green episode. Next is going to be the black episode. What is Rhaenyra going to do uh, in return? Right. So let's talk about some of the other characters we had in this big episode. Episode nine. Um, Aemon. He kept pitching the idea like I should be king. And I can't help it but think like if you're going to be a usurper, 
That's the kid you pick, not the drunk. Here I am, trawling the city, ever the good soldier, in search of a wastrel who's never taken half an interest in his birthright. Tis I, the younger brother, who studies history and philosophy. It is I who trains with the sword, who rides the largest dragon in the world. It is I who should be... I know what it is to toil for what others are freely given. Mm. And we can't find him, Cole. We are decent men with no taste for depravity. His secrets are his own. He's welcome to them. I'm next in line to the throne. Should they come looking for me, I intend to be found. What do you think about Eamon? Oh, yeah. Eamon is, I mean, he said it. He's like, I'm the one who took, you know, fighting lessons. I'm the one who has a dragon. Like, I'm, I deserve to be king. I've worked for it. But I've heard this theory online and I am starting to agree with it in that this story, as far as House of the Dragon goes, it's it's the second son or the second child who's proven yeah. their worth. And he's really shown like, I deserve to be king, not my drunk brother, not my brother who goes to, I don't know if you could say this, like the whorehouses and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, but you know, and, and, and but I mean, I also, I just, uh, I don't like Eamon, like me personally, I'm not liking him. But I think I'm supposed to not like him. But exactly. I also feel like yeah. he's the perfect counter to Damon. Like he's just Damon in a new generation. You're right, and, and you know what? they're making it Otto versus Damon. But I think it'd be much more effective as Damon versus Damon. Ooh, I think it sounds cool, right? That sounds cool. <laughs> oh, when you put it that way, it's literally just changing one letter, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the D yeah, to like the front. The D to the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or D to the end, I guess, if you want to go in in like chronological order. But like it, um. Yeah, yeah. I think that they even had that moment, what was it, in episode eight, where they're all sitting around the table and like all the children are fighting and you can see God, that this mess. hate and this fight uh, has passed on to the younger generation, right? Yeah. And there's that moment where Eamon stands up and he's going to go after, I think it's Jaserius or I think it's the older brother, I'm not sure, Jaserius and then there's Joffrey and then there's one other child, but there's a moment where they're staring at each other in the face and Eamon, or sorry, Damon gets in front mm -hmm. of his kid, right? And that's that right there. There's already like tension between these generations. Yeah. And it's like, who's going to win? You know, the per the person who's proven themselves in battle, you know, against the crab feeder and who is a warrior at the Golden Cloaks or the new generation who's worked their whole life to prove that they're better than their older brother, Aegon. Yeah. So it's a cool kind of tension. It's going to be great. And then with the second son thing, you know, you know, I'm thinking of two other very famous Secret Targaryens, Jon Snow and Daenerys yeah. Targaryen. Those are both yep. secondborns as well. So that's kind of a theme with his family. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, true. Actually, Jaehaerys, the, the grandfather that started this mess, I think he was second or third. Um, so, yeah, I guess second's the way to go. Nice. Ah, so much tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been tense. Yeah. You know? Um, sorry. Yeah, I'll let you go. Well, I was just thinking, I, I, you bring up a good point. I didn't even think about how the fact that Damon stepped in front of Rhaenyra's kid, really. And that's that true. shows that, like, his love for Rhaenyra... It doesn't matter about who's a Targaryen, who's a strong, really, and who's a Valerian. He stood like, this is my girl's kid. I'm going to defend him 100%. And yeah. that shows like really good, you know, adopted dad vibes. That's pretty cool. So then. true. So yeah. true. You, you're totally right about that. Like his love for Rhaenyra is so strong that, yeah, he's willing to jump in front of her. Like everybody else knows it except for. Everybody uh, knows it. Yeah, everybody knows it. <laughs> it's never mysterious. <laughs> yeah, true. Except for the serious, but everybody knows it, and he's willing to, yeah, put his life on the line to protect those kids. Yeah. Which is funny because 
it seems like he also, what I got from episode, it might've been seven or eight, but what I got after the mother died, Lena, it's like he almost disregards his kids for these new kind of like for Rhaenyra's kids. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe too. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of love. Like his daughter's Bela, and I forgot what the other name, uh, daughter's name is, but Bela, and while I'm thinking of the other one, you know, they're crying because their mother just died. And he's kind of like not comforting them. He's kind of just watching them, you know, watching them cry. And he just turns around and walks away. Do you think that's him not loving them or him just not knowing how to show compassion? It's a good question. You know, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Even, even with Rhaenyra, he had a hard time conveying how much she cared about her. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he always did it in this weird twisted way. So it makes a ton of makes a ton of sense to me that he wouldn't know how to show that emotion. You know, and actually with his his mistress on the side, Melisian or whatever her name was, um, which we see back in the this newest episode. But yeah. um their relationship too was very much like tit for tat, kind of like snark back and forth. I think Rainier is the mm. only one that's actually cracked a smile out of him like consistently. Yeah. And so what I need to see, what I need to see next, I need to see Rainier show true affection for her adopted daughters. And then I'm like, this is a badass mixed family that's like, we're going to bat for each other no matter what. Right. Like, that's going to be cool. Team Black. I'm rooting for them all the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then like, and, and to try to bring it all full circle, um, what was uh, what was Lord Corliss's wife's name again? Rainice? Uh, yeah, Rainice. Yeah. Yeah. So like Rainice, if she does go back, right? And she goes to defend Rhaenyra and she's there with Damon. It's kind of full circle because those are her granddaughters. So now it really is full blacks it's the valerians it's targaryens versus i don't know really the high towers uh yeah you know targaryens so yeah i think we're we're gonna see some of that really good hopefully fam- family bonding on the black side of the family so that yeah we just can kinda i don't know see how they they mesh yeah. i think it's gonna happen i'm interested to see how that's gonna work out with the two kids that are strong children right like because clearly they don't look like Targaryens and right. you know, there's going to be a lot of deaths to come, right? The dance of dragons is just a pile of Targaryen bodies um, mm-hmm. and dragons. But I wonder if there's going to be a point where they're like, look, we have to make sure the third kid's the one in charge because he looks like a Targaryen and Allison's kids. You got to give it to him. Every one of those kids looks like a freaking purebred Targaryen. They all That's have that true. nearly white hair and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, that's the thing. It's like, even if Rhaenyra became queen, right? And she was the one to rule them all. Like, if she she still needs to figure out who it's going to pass down on her side. And that's a thing. Like, that could start a whole other group of infighting. But I think I, we're, we're not there yet. I, yeah. It's something, it's an interesting thought, I think, moving forward, you know? And yeah, you know, interesting thought. Do you think we're going to have anybody swap sides? Because Eric and Eric, we have two Erics in this show. One starts with an A, one starts with an E. But you could tell one is picking the one side, the other is picking the other side. I can get that vibe already. Yeah, I think it's very possible knowing Game of Thrones. I can't think of anybody, at least for the last episode. Yeah, I think the the lines are pretty clearly divided. Uh, we, we know who's going to which side now. And if anything, you brought up a good point with Eric and Eric. I don't know if I even said those differently because they're one letter off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think one of them probably, if anything, goes to the black, and yeah, and, and then that's it. Yeah, Ooh. I think so. Oh. The one that like that helped Ranieri's escape, I think, is basically to go with the blacks now. 
Yes, that yep, point. definitely. The other one I was thinking of was the guy at the beginning of episode nine who was the Kingsguard. He was the original yes. like, gold cloak. I, I wouldn't doubt seeing him go over to Rhaenyra and saying, hey, this is what the Alicent was planning. This is what that council was planning behind your yeah. back. And these are the characters who were putting it all in place. I think they're going to make him the new like Jorah Mormont, you know, like that aged mm. council that will die for her. Eventually, we'll have it to die for her. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and go back to this Alicent hearing about the Song of Ice and Fire. So uh, I mentioned it before. It's really important to note that the book is told through the perspective of a maester that was at the council and the council or the fool at court that wrote a book afterwards to uh, basically rumors. So mm -hmm. our perspective is from these two other people with with their own bias. Right. The maester's trying to make sure everybody looks good at the end. Um, right. And so but the show this is the first time I've ever seen this. The show is actually truly what happened. So mm -hmm. unlike like Lord of the Rings or something like that, when you watch Lord of the Rings, you're like, yeah, but the book's better. Yeah, but right. in this case, it's the opposite, right? Because the show actually knows better. So mm -hmm. in this, we learn that Alicent has, you know, a misunderstanding and thinks that her son is the one chosen by the series. And we find out the Song of Ice and Fire, the whole thing with like Aegon having a dream about the Ice and Fire, that's all made up within the show. So mm -hmm. do you think the reason they're doing this is so that Alicent's not 100% the bad guy? Yeah, I, I think what they're doing is kind of changing up her motivation. Because yeah. now with this being a misunderstanding of which Aegon they're talking about, her motivation is clear. She she thinks this husband that you know I had kids with, and I think she genuinely did care about him. Like you see it in episode eight at that dinner. Like she's yeah. genuinely sad of the state he's in. And when Rhaenyra even compliments her, she can, you can tell like she really takes it to heart and appreciates that. So I think she thinks she is in a way honoring what her husband, the last bit of information he left to the world and, and really just to her, I think she's taking it to heart and saying, I need to fulfill this because he believed this and whether I guess she believes it or not is, you know, doesn't matter because she thinks she's doing the right thing by him. Yeah. So I, I think it does in a way I have not been the biggest fan of Allison. Like I haven't not, not, not been a fan, but I haven't been on her side the whole time where yeah. in this, I kind of feel more sympathetic towards her where I get it. Like, I feel like her motivations are justified in why she would want her son, Aegon to take to, to rule and be on the iron throne. So with game of Thrones, it was very clear that the showrunners have said about house of dragons um, with game of Thrones, you're rooting for the Starks, you're rooting against the Lannisters, except for Tyrion. Mm -hmm. That's generally the idea, and Jamie eventually. But mm -hmm. with House of the Dragons, the point is that you're supposed to be rooting for both sides at different points. Right. And I thought they were going to make House Black, like, just, you know, evil at some point to be able to try to catch up with the Greens, because Allison and Kristen Cole have been jerks this entire time. I did not expect for them to try to redeem Allison at all, and they're really doing a good job at that. We even see in this right. latest episode, Otto say... Well, are you doing this because of his series, King of the Series, or are you doing it for your childhood friend? And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, man, that adds a whole other level of this whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're totally right there. Uh, I got a question for you, because in the books, it even has Rhaenyra as somebody who has, I guess it paints her as a little bit more power hungry, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, and so, yeah, I think she, She's a little she, spoiled, too, by the way. In the books, she's a little bit spoiled. Like okay. she, she got what she wanted all the time kind of thing. But got it. You know, can, she's a Targaryen. I, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can kind of see it, but no, I mean, it, 
I think Rainier has been pretty justified in her reasons for wanting the things she's wanted. And you're, yeah, I agree with you. I think now they've kind of redeemed Allison's character a little bit where she's not just a complete, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find a non-swear word, but you know, one of those things. Just power and then, hungry. Yeah. yeah like, her, yeah. like her father clearly is, you know, just out to get everybody. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think even in this episode too, in episode nine, it showed that she even realizes that she's a pawn in her dad's game. Yeah. You know, the fact that, hey, go comfort King Viserys and be by his side was she, you know, I wonder if she even questions it herself. Like, was I just a pawn in his game? But I mean, yeah. I, there again, there was genuine love, I think, for her to, or I guess towards Viserys. So, yeah, but I, I definitely feel a little bit more compassionate towards her. And surprisingly, like you were saying, I think you were alluding to on episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. And in the book, by the way, just to add in a little bit more to this, she actually was there when Jaehaerys, the grandfather, died as well. She was. Uh, she would read to him, and mm-hmm. um, and then in the books there was all these rumors of like, well, was she sleeping with King Viserys before while he was still married with Aima? So in the mm-hmm. book, it's still a lot more shady. But again, the show was the truth of it. The book is right. the rumors that were at court and stuff. So right, little... like the book is an unreliable narrator. Exactly, exactly. And it's just I, I find that fascinating because I've never seen a show that was that way before or anything that was that way. Right. Usually yeah. the movies are the ones that are off. Right, right. They're the ones spinning it to like whatever perspective they want to yeah. pitch it from. Right? Yeah, we right. see Marvel do it every single day when they're oh, like yeah. not helping us out by showing us the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah, it's pretty hard to root yeah, for uh, Team Iron Man when it's like, you know, they're kind of spinning it towards Team Cap, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> when in the comic, yeah, in Civil War, it's, it, yeah, exactly. You actually right. are you you're supposed decide. to split down the... Except for Civil War 2 when it's like, yeah, just Team Iron Man. That's the only one option you've got. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Do we want to talk about Lord Laris of Strong, who's giving oh, yeah. information to Allison uh, for trade, we'll say. <laughs> what do you think about his, his, uh, his plans here? What is he doing? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, everybody, I mean, is he Little Fingers 2.0? I guess he's more Little Fingers 1.0, and I can see that. Yeah. He's definitely manipulating things behind the scenes. I don't know. I guess I was a little bit confused at that part because she takes off her shoes or her socks and he proceeds to do what he does. But yeah, I was like, does it stop there? Is it just like a fee thing? Or do you think he's getting more out of that? Well, I don't I know. Maybe the book tells you more. I'm not at that point in the book yet. So that's, a, that, and okay. yeah, I need to write, read faster is what I got to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I find it interesting that at first in like episode seven, when he starts mm-hmm. to like offer information, she's kind of reluctant to hear it at all. And now she's participating in his, his foot fetish, which, you know, hey, fetishes are fetishes, you do you. But, right. you know, she's participating in it. And I'm like, wow, that's an escalation on her part quite a bit. And like, you're a queen. Like, what are you right. doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you could have like all the whores you want come visit him kind of thing like that. You're queen order it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the term for that world. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it was so weird. And I thought like, this doesn't feel like the power dynamics correct on this, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's what we've seen is that she's really, she's kind of been manipulated even by him. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. He's been working his way up the ladder, right? From that's a good way. Good way when Rhaenyra was a child and she was with Sir Kristen in the forest with the hunt for the stag. It's like, you could tell he always had his ear to the ground. He yeah. always could, or, or even higher, right? He was always listening in on these very critical conversations and with lords and ladies of this world and and after he had lord strong and the son killed it seemed like he really had enough dirt on her to where 
she was like, okay, you know, even if I don't want to talk to you right now, I at least have to hear you out. Yeah. And now she's even to the point where she's providing him favors. I don't know if it stops at the feet, but regardless, there's some kind of power dynamic where he, he has something over, over her. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about the books, but it, it is an interesting situation. Well, just to, to reiterate the two, the two strongs he had killed, that's his dad and his brother. That yeah, he had that killed. was brutal. So, that's true. Comparing him to, I think everybody's supposed to be comparing him to Littlefinger, probably maybe even uh, Varys from the original Game of Thrones. I find this right. character so much more evil that it's maybe unbelievable. Like Littlefinger, you're kind of rooting for because it's like, oh, he's a little guy who's working for, he likes, you know, C- Catelyn Stark, stuff like that. Like he had his purposes. This right. guy's just straight up evil. He's like, you know, I don't know. That's true. I do. I kind of like that though, where it's like, what is his end game here? Because he's not going to, he's never going to be king. Is They're never no. going to be public about it. In a way, like, I wonder if he's, he's kind of doing to, um, he's kind of doing what to Allison, what Kristen Cole was to Rhaenyra in a way like this yeah. unforbidden thing, but not in a way that she would not even a way that she wants in a way that she feels kind of pressured into because he's able to do things uh, that she can't. And also he has done things where her deepest, darkest desires have come to light, even though she never asked him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. He's it's, building it's, blackmail too. That's so smart. Like he does oh, things without her permission. This is like, well, you suggested it, you know, kind of thing like that. And it's like, right. What right. I mean, total inception. He's playing yeah. here. Yeah. He was like thousands of years ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Kristen Cole, I think, is also going to eventually end up with Allison. I think that's just inevitable at this point. Now that she's got the series out of the way, you know, not to, you know, he died. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels like it's inevitable, right? He's above and beyond. Yeah. He goes and kills Beesby, uh, Brisby at the council, which is so freaking insane. That was brutal, yeah. too. I mean, it's just like Kristen Cole it has been um, just this character that I was not expecting to dislike as much as I do. So fast, like, too. He, yeah, so and it that's what it feels like. I know we've had some episodes to kind of see his arc, but he was just this noble knight that was in the Dornish battles and he seemed like he was on the right side of yeah. people in history. But I, I don't know, I guess it is that story of what love, how unrequited love can really taint you. And man, have we seen this guy go from being, you know, the people's champ to just being like this evil, despicable guy killing, you know, uh, a defenseless old man in this way with, with the ball from the council. It's like, Oh, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. I, I really do not like him right at this point though. Yeah. There's, there's a level of love too. And there's also like, I think a lot of it is that he's justifying his evil doings by like saying like, Oh, my man of the law, you know, like Eamon does kind of right. thing. And so there's a little bit of yeah. that. I really like to see, um, I, I really want to see him fight Eamon. Yeah. I don't know how that would happen. They're both currently team black, but those two, a- a- wait, a- were, which one Damon, Eamon and... with an A. Eamon oh, with an A. With a. <laughs> yeah, got it. Because Damon, I think that's going to, Oh, that's going to blow up. But I, I think Damon's going to try to take out uh, Otto at some point. Um, but I just yes. feel like, I just feel like sweet. there's going to be something with those two blow up because the, when they were working together, it, it felt like so much tension. I was like, these two are not meant to be together. One thinks he's holier than thou, and one thinks he's, you know, actually like real Valerian strong. You know, like these two aren't going to work together for long, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. There definitely seemed to be some tension there. But yeah, they but they're, they were also kind of syncing up on their motivations. So if he yeah. does turn and they do fight, that's going to be a big, a big flip, I think. Yeah. We have a lot to look forward to. Uh, 
First off, right now we have Aegon as king. How do you think that's going to go? King for now, anyways. Well, I think that looked after he turned around and he pulled out his sword and he heard the roar from the crowd. That changed. That changed everything. Yeah, he went from this reluctant king in the wagon when he's talking to his mom. Hey, do you think Dad even loved me? And then she gives him the dagger. Uh, do you love me? You know, he he was like, I never wanted this. And as soon as he saw that roar from the crowd, it gave me like Homelander vibes. Ah, uh, yep, I was waiting for that. There it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where he was like, oh, I'm I'm the man. I'm untouchable now. Yeah, that already just gave me such a like cringy feeling. I'm like, oof, this is gonna go bad. Yeah, but but I don't like if I turn it around. He's not. I don't know. I guess they were trying to paint this picture, but he doesn't come across as like a Joffrey to me. You no, know, Joffrey I think he's from, more broken than Joffrey, even. You know. Right, yeah, jo- Joffrey from the original Game of Thrones, like he, he felt like he knew he was untouchable from day one. Yeah, he thought he was like you know a god amongst men. Where I think Aegon just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And now seeing like, okay, I do have some power. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a good king by any means. But I don't think he's going to be yeah. downright evil like Joffrey was from Game of Thrones. I guess see Lord Laris is kind of our Joffrey in this one, like the kid that's yeah. just like. You're evil. Nobody's gonna like him, kind of thing. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Definitely. And then with yeah, with Aegon, um, I, I I think you're right. I think that the the crowd clapping, as reluctant as they may have been, I think that was just justification for maybe putting down a bottle for half a second. We'll see. That's gonna be. Mm-hmm. They made sure to really lean on the fact that he's usually in flea bottom. He really just wanted to escape and just kind of drink away the day. And Aemon was looking at him like, oh, this is tempting. I can just push yeah. you away to become king real fast. And Aemon, I think, would be a very effective, not good, effective king. So Yeah, definitely. He's probably, he's truthfully in this world, he's probably the king that the realm needs. He's yeah. strong. He's able to make tough decisions. He's not afraid of confrontation. Like he's a he would probably be a really strong king. And I know we've already talked about that second child thing, but I mean he's kind of proof of that. And yeah, I you know, so. If there's any infighting, I think that's going to happen. It's going to be within like the green side of things where I don't necessarily feel like there'll be that much tension on the black side of the family. Well, I think for the black side of the family, I think it'll become it'll be possibly the Valerians. Not I mean, like everybody knows that strong kids, you know, there might be something right. there because there might be something where Rainey's is like, why are we still backing them? I think we, we saw in episode seven where Corliss which he's going to be back. That guy's too freaking awesome to be okay. gone for long. Okay, good. I'm glad he's... you said that because I was going to ask you, do you think he actually shows up in the finale? He has to. He's one of my favorite castings of this entire show. Yeah, me um, too. He's going to he's gonna want that Iron Throne because he's more motivated about his naming attached to that Iron Throne than anything else, I think. True. And so there might be a point where they're like, why are we still backing these guys? <laughs> you know, those aren't really our kids. Our kids are dead. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's I wonder about that too. Um, he yeah, the thing with Lord Corliss though to me is he kind of is he he may not like things, but he's still like an honorable man. Yeah. So I think he will side with his wife. If she decides to go and be in Rhaenyra's corner corner, I think that he's there with them too. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I really hope there is not flip-flopping on his part because I do like him. Oh, I think uh, he's gonna be a hundred percent. I think there's flip-flopping on her part. Oh, on her part. Because oh, remember how okay. he's like, I don't care about the blood. I care about the name. So he That's already, like, again, everybody knows about some strong kids. <laughs> yeah, I think he's yeah, just yeah. like, we got to do this. And she's going to be like, our our grandchildren are, you know, being affected, blah, 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 blah. She could fight this herself. She's got dragons. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because Rhaenyra's is the way, like, she didn't... I, if she was fully on board, I think she would have just Jakaris and burnt them down right off the bat. But True. there's some more calculus going on in her head, you know? True, absolutely. One one other thing I, I feel like we didn't really... When you asked me about Aegon, I just want to touch on this. When we actually uh, go on the journey with Aemon and... Uh, what is the guy's name? Why am I blanking Kristen on it? Cole. Kristen Cole, thank you. Uh, when they go to that kid fighting pit, or like we see that, you know, so there probably is a pretty dark side to Aegon. I don't feel like we touched on it, but that was just oh, brutal. Yeah. yeah. And then you see also a child in there with the bleach blonde white hair. Yeah, it's his kid who's in the fighting pits. And it's yeah. like, dude, you and you and you're there frequently. That means you're watching your kids fight sometimes. That's so right. messed up, man. But yeah. So I don't know. I like I, I said I don't know if he's that evil, but I might be completely wrong based yeah. on that piece of info right there. I think he's just like a big enough shithead kind of thing. Like, I don't know if he's evil. I think he's just a garbage person. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. Like the motivation isn't there. He's just like, I suck. Yeah. yeah. That, I suck. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I also want to remind everybody Corliss Valerian's got his own series in development. So they're going to do a prequel. It's all about him rising to power. And that dude's got an amazing story. I actually, I have read that part already. And it's like, he just like keeps tripling their gold by going on these amazing voyages across the ocean and stuff. So it's going to be all that stuff. It's going to be really dope. That's awesome. Um, Anything else before we go? Any predictions for the next season or the next episode, really? Anything like that? Just all out war. I, yeah. I just hope, you know, I don't really have too many predictions. I know we're going to see uh, Rhaenyra side of things and the blacks, but I, I just, I hope I see some dragon on dragon, dragon battling in this last episode. I'm just like crossing my fingers for that one. Uh, yeah. This last episode, I don't know, but I know there's one fight in particular I'm really excited for that because I, you know, when you read game of Thrones or the eyes of fire ones, they reference back to the today. It's a dragon. And then of course the prequel books are talking about it. So, mm-hmm. the, but there's one fight with Aemon that uh, is like legendary. The one with the oh. one eye, he goes, oh, it's legendary. It's it's it just goes berserker. It's dragon back on dragon back, and the two are fighting, and it's like just jumping from one dragon to another. It's freaking crazy. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you got me fired up for the finale even more so than I already was. Yeah. I hope I don't know if it'll happen to the finale or if it's a season two thing, but it is it is freaking crazy. Yeah. And that's the thing too with the Dance of Dragons is like they bring in everybody. Like the Starks pick a side, and we already know that Winterfell is going to be in the second season, so they already confirmed that. So the Starks oh, wow. pick a side, the Lannisters pick a side, like everybody, the entire realm goes to war. It's nice. going to be crazy. We know which side the Lannisters are on. Yeah. <laughs> they can't ever be good guys. And never. the Starks, of course, are always good guys. So that tells you where they're at. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. I can't yeah. wait to root for another Stark family. Uh, me too. I'm itching to watch Game of Thrones again, actually, after seeing this. I might have to start that up again. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that that's the thing. Now that we've seen so many parallels, I think what this season's done really well is it's, it's kind of made us as fans want to go back and watch the original game of thrones because there's so yeah. many parallels you're like okay there's a there is a jamie lannister type character there is a the nera type of character it's like the starks yeah. like they have their counterparts in house of the dragon and you're right it's made me want to go back and be like wait who is this again oh yeah that's right and then make the connections oh man they've, they've done a good job especially with second- the way this one ended and that second sun complex now i'm looking at even more so like sansa like everybody was behind rob stark on the on the stark side so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Rob will take it, you know? And then after that, when you think of it, it's like everybody had to live up to that name, especially right. after the Red Wedding. Yeah, I well, never had a chance based on what we know now. Oh, man, <laughs> that's one chance. character. Like in the books, like there was all kinds of, like he was so good at battles that there mm. were rumors that he would ride on the back of his uh, wolf. 
in the battle. Like it didn't actually happen, but everybody would like, holy shit, watch out for Rob Stark, the wolf. He yeah, rides in on the wolf and he slaughters you. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. Well, that's pretty badass. I can't wait. Uh, yep. Yeah. I don't know anything else from you that you, you're hoping to see for this last episode. Uh, I want I want to see who's siding with Rhaenyra. I want to see the council pulled together. Like we have we have Team Green. We see who's on Team Green. That the force the force of lords they all had to bend the knee. I want to see who's pulling up Starks, Manderleys, which uh, is a house that's not mentioned much in the actual Game of Thrones series, but is really cool. It's like the it's like the Lannisters of the North. Uh, okay. I want to yeah I want to see Dorne try to pick a side because Dorne's not in. So like. A good 50 years after this, there's a big battle with Dorne that actually settles the Dornish thing. But hey, let's mm-hmm. see the Dorne pick a fight. Let's go. I want to see them get in there because I like that. Those people. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many big houses. I want to start seeing the Baratheons. Let's get the Baratheons involved. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Yeah. Good. I think we know that the Baratheon. Well, I, I like, I'm just pretty, I'm like pretty certain I think the Baratheons are going to side with Team Black. But yeah. I don't know. Because I, I remember starting Game of Thrones, like the original one, and thinking like, this Baratheon guy, he's not bad. Like he's kind of a dick, but he's kind yeah. of a cool guy. Like he, just he likes the Starks. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I know. So I know that I don't know which side they pick in the actual war, but I know when it's between Rhaenyra or Viserys, they pick. Or uh, I'm sorry, Rhaenys or Viserys. Like when Jaharis is trying to pick a, a, a ruler, them and the mm-hmm. Starks both pick Rhaenys. Oh, they okay. both wanted the queen to be the actual leader. And if you think right. about it, like Baratheons, they had. Um, they, uh, the guy who's in charge of Baratheons, the first one was actually like a half brother to Aegon the Conqueror, so they're actually That's kind right. of part Targaryen as well. So they always mm-hmm. kind of had stakes in that. And the Starks, if you think about the Starks, they've always been like strong women. They've got the wildlings that are like mm-hmm. women are equal to men, so they're rock closer to the idea of like, yeah, women can run. Who cares, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah. of course they're on board with it. So it's it's gonna be dope, guys. Season two, the finale. Oh, it's all gonna be awesome. I know it's <laughs> gonna be so good. Yeah, more dragons and uh, yeah, just more. We'll just see how this story develops because it's going to get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, join us uh, next week on Monday. Uh, I'm going to do it one more time. We got the last one to go and then we'll go over full predictions for the next season. We'll see you guys then. Bye.